Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. Is everybody ready for Thanksgiving? Has anybody ate yet? Has anybody had a Thanksgiving dinner yet? Yes, we got a few. I haven't ate yet. I'm looking forward to it. I like eating. Anybody like eating? I do. I like all foods, too. You probably won't. Hey, just, just a quick note. Uh, I used to work at a dealership, and there was a guy that kept bringing stuff in to see if he could find something I didn't like. He did find some. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, man, that was horrible. They should never make that again. Anyways, that's beside the point. All right, so Pastor and uh, Pastor Brooke are in Maine, so they asked me to speak this morning um, to you guys. And since it is Thanksgiving, I thought it'd be a good one to talk about Thanksgiving and praise. But let's just pray before we start and uh, we'll lift up our pastors as well as, you know, they're doing what God's called them to do up there. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. Father, we just thank you for the pastors that you have given us, Lord. Such an amazing couple, and I'm just so blessed, and I know that each and every one of us in here are blessed to have them as our pastors. And we just lift them up. We thank you, Lord, that they are doing exactly what you have called them to do up there and that people will be touched and reached with your goodness through them. And, Father, I just pray that... Um, throughout this service, Lord, that you would just speak through me, whatever it is that you want said, Lord, to <clears throat> to just be said, and that everyone in here would have open hearts to receive, Lord, your word that is truth, Lord, that has uh, the power to change our lives, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to start in Psalm 100. I love this psalm. It's such a pretty psalm, and how many of you guys like the psalms? There's some that's just so pretty, but I like this one because to me it's just like, how we should live our lives, daily living our lives. And that's what thanksgiving and praise, and that's something that if everybody leaves here with anything today, I want you to leave with this, okay? Thanksgiving and praise is a choice that we make. It's not based on the circumstances or anything that's going on in our life. It's a choice that we make and, and the, the life that we can constantly live, no matter what is going on around us. So let's start in Psalm 100. And this is what it says. We're only going to focus on a couple parts, but I just want to read the whole thing because it's just that good. Most of the word is, right? All right, so it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know, perceive, recognize, and understand with approval that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves, and we are his. That in itself is awesome, right? That he calls us his children. That we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, a thank offering, into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. He's agreeing. He's clapping over here, right? Yeah, it looked like he was clapping. All right, you guys didn't see it. I did. All right, so we're going to focus on where it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts 
with praise. And notice the next part says, be thankful and say so. All right, so that's an action we have to take, right? It's not just something we do. So I want to look at Paul and Silas because this is such a good, good one, and a lot of us have heard it. But I just want to look at what happens where, when we're in horrible circumstances and how we can make the decision to praise and be thankful no matter what, right? A lot of us probably know it. If you've been in church for any amount of time, you've probably heard the story. But guess what? You get to hear it again. Yeah, be excited about it. All right? Amen. You guys don't need coffee like the first service. They were, they were, they were needing some coffee. I volunteered Vicky to go get it just in case anybody was wondering. All right, I'm just kidding. All right, so we're going to start in Acts 16. Now, remember, thanksgiving and praise is a choice that we make, okay? And I believe it's how we should live our life is constantly being in that. And, you know, that's why I think Paul said, he, he said, it doesn't matter pretty much what's going on in my life. I'm content. I'm content whether I have anything. I'm content whether I don't have anything. It doesn't matter. I'm content. And I believe that this was a big reason why Paul could literally say, I'm content no matter what's going on. All right, so in 16, Acts 16, 16, I'm not going to read all of it, but we'll just, we'll just uh, read parts of it. This is what it says. So we were on our way to the place of prayer. We were met by a slave girl who was possessed by a spirit of divination. I never say it right. <clears throat> so in other words, she was a fortune teller, okay? And she worked for some men. Obviously, if you're a fortune teller, she works for some guys. So her job was to kind of tell what the future was going to be, right? All right. So here's what she does. She kept following Paul and the rest of us, shouting loudly, These men are the servants of the Most High God. They announce to you the way of salvation. She did this for many days, and Paul, and this is where I would be the same way, being sorely annoyed and worn out, turned, oh, my God, I lost my spot, turned and said to the spirit within her, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out at that very moment. So Paul is just completely annoyed. How many of you guys would be annoyed if somebody was following you the whole time just saying stuff? He probably lasted more days than I would have. I would have got through like the first hour and been like, get away from me. You know, because that's just, sorry, that's just how I am. Nobody else, whatever. All right, so, so he cast it out of her, but obviously the owners aren't going to be happy, right? Because they just, they're going to lose some money because she's not doing what they want them to do. All right, so what do they do? They brought them before the magistrates, and they declare these fellows are Jews, they're throwing out, they're confusing the city, so on and so forth. The crowd joins in on the attack, and the rulers tore the clothes off of them, commanded that they be beaten with rods. They were struck with many blows, thrown into prisons, shackled, all that good stuff. Now, how many of you guys think that sounds like a great day? Anybody? Nobody thinks it sounds like a good day? No. Horrible day, right? In fact, probably beyond what any of us could imagine. Okay, and if you know anything about the prisons back then, they were even worse. Okay, so this is a bad day. Most of us in here have not had that bad of a day, right? All right, so what does Paul and Silas do in response? I love what it says. All right, so in 25 it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the other prisoners were listening to him. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the very foundations of the prison were shaken. And once, once and for all, the doors were open, and everyone's shackles were unfastened. So what does that tell us? 
Paul and Silas made the decision, despite the crappiest circumstances you could just about think of, to praise God, right? To be thankful and praise God. And what happens? God comes on the scene, right? And that's the first thing that I want you to uh, think about today. God comes on the scene when we make the decision to praise and worship God. When he came on the scene, he handled that situation, right? They were set free. And if you keep reading, actually the jailer and stuff gets saved. So that's a two plus, right? They get out of jail, the jailer and his family get saved. Good stuff, right? All right. So, Jimmy. All right. So praise and thanksgiving brings God on the scene. First thing you remember, I'm going to make you guys do it like the first service. I didn't realize I was doing it, but, you know, when you teach kids a lot, you want them to respond so you can keep their attention. Anybody know what I'm saying? So I was like, it was almost like I was asking questions to everybody, and then I needed the response. So guess what? You guys get to respond this morning. Congratulations, you are in the children's classroom for a little while. All right, anyways, I think it's fun. But. All right, first one, it brings God on the scene. So in Ephesians 5, 19 and 20, it says, Offering praises with voices and making melody with all your heart to the Lord at all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And just like Paul and them did, horrible circumstances, what does the Bible tell us? In everything, no matter what the circumstances, praise God and be thankful, right? All right, second thing, praise and thanksgiving balances. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving. We always miss that part, don't we? Okay, I did before. Continue to make your specific requests known to God. I've seen this cool quote, and it says, We would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. So, a lot of times, we're up here on the prayer part, right? And where is our praise? I'm talking about myself here. Sometimes our praise is down here. So what does it do? The Bible says, with prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So where should they both be? Even, right? And sometimes we forget about that. I'm, I know I have. I forget. You know, you're like, all right, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to pray about this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should be thankful and praising God as well, right? So it balances the scale. And that's what Paul and Silas was able to do. Prayed and thanksgiving. Prayed, thanksgiving. You know, all these things that sometimes we overlook. And I love, okay, so I like, like, Old Testament stories. Anybody like them? All right, so there's a couple that I love. And it just kind of, pretty much that's what they do. So I like the wall of Jericho. You know, we learn about it in Sunday school. If you went to Sunday school, you teach about it in the children's class, you know, so on and so forth. All right, so what happens you know, they're wanting to go in, get Jericho. What, are they, what does God tell them to do? Walk around the city, what, seven times? Then what? Blow the trumpet and then shout. I believe when they shouted, it was like a praise to God. And when they shouted, what happened? The walls fall. What happened when Paul and Silas decided to praise God? The shackles were, were broken. And I know there are so many of us in here that sometimes we feel like we're chained we feel like we're up against a wall, so on and so forth. So praise and thanksgiving, what does it cause do? It causes God to be on the scene. The walls fall, and we are, what, set free like Paul and Silas? Or we're able to go in and do what we need to do like the Israelites were able to do? 
so on and so forth. All right, so the first one is, can anybody remember? It brings God on the scene. Second one, it balances. All right, and the third one, I don't hear you guys over here. You young ones, you young ones over here. All right, uh, the third one is praise is like a weapon, okay? And when you use praise, the enemy can do absolutely nothing, right? So let's think about praise just a little bit. When I am praising God and when I'm thanking him, where is my mind? It's on God, right? And if my mind's on God, is it going to be on all the situations that I'm going through? No, it's going to be on God. So now, now what the enemy tries to do, what is his biggest weapon? Just throwing thoughts at us, right? Just consume, trying to consume our mind with all these negative thoughts, right? So when my mind is on God, I can't, I'm not going to be believing those negative thoughts because it, I'm focused on him. I'm focused on his word. So then he has no power over, over me. He has no power to, to um, really, in all honesty, when your mind is so focused on God and you're in constant praise, the enemy can do, pretty much can't do anything with you. He's like, what do I do with this person? You know what I mean? Because they're going to be thankful no matter what. They're going to praise God no matter what. What do you do with somebody like that? Kind of like Paul and Silas. That's why he was able to say, hey, I'm content, buddy. I don't care what's going on in my life. I'm doing good no matter what, no matter what the circumstances is, okay? So that's the third one. What was the third one? It's like a weapon. Praise is like a weapon. Let's see. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, thank God in everything. Literally, the Amplified says, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful. Give thanks. This is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, I forgot the rest of it. The revealer and mediator of that will. And I always think about in my life, when I am praising and when I am thanking God, I am reminding myself as well of who God is. And I feel like it, 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 I know for a fact, it changes the atmosphere for me. And it changes, how many of you guys have been having, like, you just have the worst day? You know, sometimes you just have the worst day. And in those times, it's like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to pray right now, let alone praise God. Anybody been there besides me? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even want to do that. But when I make that decision to thank God and to praise him, it completely changes in my opinion, the whole day. Because I, it's just something about it. It's hard to explain. And I know that if you do it, you'll understand. But it completely changes everything for me. And it's because my mind is now in the right place. Because usually when we're having a bad day, something's happened to us. We're focused on that bad thing. You know, whatever it might be. That's where our mind is. But when I, man, when I put my mind on God, in Philippians it goes on to say that when we focus on God with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, what happens? The peace of God that passes all understanding guards our hearts and our minds. So where's our mind at that point? Man, we're at peace because our mind is focused on God now and not on those circumstances that we know he's going to take care of. I don't know why we, what is it, the rocking chair? Joyce Meyer, I think, says it. Just sitting in that rocking chair trying to figure things out, right? Anybody been there? Right? Instead of just saying, God, you got this. 
Just give me some wisdom on how to handle this, right? All right. So three things. What were they again? Brings God on the scene. Second one. Balances. Third one. It's like a weapon, and it neutralizes the enemy. He can't do anything with this. All right, so sometimes we're in these situations. I have no clue how much time I got, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what time. Anybody know? All right, anyways. I promise I promise, I won't take you all day. I get hungry, and it's not good when I get hungry. All right? I like to be fed. All right, three things. Because there's sometimes in our life when, let's just be honest, the enemy will tell us it's hard to have anything. You know, you're just like, what, am I, what can I even be thankful for right now? You know, because sometimes you can remember things that God's done for you, but it, sometimes you're just so overwhelmed with things that's going on in life, and you're just like, you know, I don't even know what to praise. I don't even know what to thank God for right now, okay, because sometimes it gets like that. So three things that I feel like God wants you guys to hear this morning that is a constant in your life that will never change that you can always be thankful and praise God for. First one, and I love how we sung it all at praise and worship. All right, and it's good how God works, right? He puts it all together. First one is God is good. No matter what happens in our life, God is good. And like I said, first service, we're just going to make some things clear when it comes to God being good. If it's bad, God did not do it in your life. Okay, we do have an enemy and we do live in the world. And things happen. But God is still good. Second thing we're going to cover real quick, because I've lost a lot of people in my life, and I've heard so many people say, God needed a what? Another angel. Guess what? God's got all his angels. All right? He doesn't need another one. And he wasn't the person that took whoever it was that passed away in your life. The enemy is the what? Thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came for what? Life. Death is the last thing to be, you know, take, go under at the end. You know, it's going to happen in our life, but God is not the one that does those things. All right? So God is good, no matter what. All right, and the Bible says, I'll just give you some scriptures. Psalm 118, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy and loving kindness endure forever. There's so many like this. 1 Chronicles 16, 34, give thanks to the Lord. Notice, what's it say in the beginning? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. God is always good. And that is something that we can be thankful for. We know that God is good. He's going to work that situation out for us if we allow him. You guys know you, you know, you got to let God take care of the situation, right? All right, second thing. God loves you unconditionally, right? The Bible says in Romans, there is absolutely nothing, not one thing that could ever separate us from the love of God. And I think that in itself is an area where most people struggle the most, is feeling loved and feeling like they, they matter, feeling like they care, feeling like they care, like someone cares. God cares, in fact, the Bible says he thinks about you so much, you can't even count it. If you want to try to count, go ahead. It's going to take you the rest of your life. You're still not going to be able to do it. So it's more than the sand on the seashores. All right? So God loves you. And that's something to be thankful for, right? Amen. Nothing can separate us from his love. In fact, the Bible says 
God is what? Love. God is love. Third thing, you're forgiven. The Bible says in Psalm 103.3, who forgives all, how much? All your iniquities and heals what? All your diseases. So if you're dealing with the sickness in here, what's the Bible say? Heals all your diseases. Is it based on what you do? Nothing. Not based on what you do. It's based on what he's did. Amen? What he's did. It's not even proper English, is it? All right, Hebrews 8.12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. So what does that mean? Is there a sin that we could ever commit that God would be like, eh, I don't think I can forgive that one. Nah, I don't think, I don't think. The only sin that we could ever commit is what? Not, not accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because you have to have a payment for your sins, right? All right, so simple. You're forgiven of all your sins. God loves you. He sent Jesus for you so that you could be forgiven, right? Amen. So what was the three things? You guys are going to get out here earlier. I feel like I need to talk more. What was the three things that we should always be thankful for? Constants in our life that will never change. Nobody could ever take away from us, no matter what the circumstances in our life. First one is God is good. Second one. God loves you. Third one, you are forgiven. Anybody want to add some more to that? We can make a whole list right now. Huh? God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. No matter what's going on in our life, he is right there. Do you see all the things that we can be thankful for? And it, what does it have to do with our circumstances? Nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with our circumstances. That's why you see throughout the Bible... The, especially in the Old Testament, they went through some tough stuff. You know, and a lot of it we can't even, like, grasp because it was so bad. You know, just the battles and stuff that they went through. But yet, throughout the whole thing, they're constantly thanking God. And God handled those situations when they made that decision to do that. Amen? And it's the same way with us. He handles the situations when we make the decision to do that. So my biggest thing is when I learn something, I'm like, well, okay, well, what does that mean to be, you know, prayer and petition with thanksgiving? How does that even work, okay? And some of you might not understand, especially if you grew up in a church like this, you're like, I get it. But sometimes you don't learn that. Is anybody in here? Anybody in here never learned that before besides me? And so I went here, and I'm like, what does that mean? How do you do praise and thanksgiving and prayer all combined? Well, what, is it, what did it say back in Psalm 100? Enter his courts with what? And what? Thanksgiving and, and praise. Okay. And a lot of times we forget that part. I do. Anybody else in here? So I'll just like sit down in my quiet time, you know, just be like, oh, I'll just start rambling off all this stuff that I have. Right? All these things. God, will you handle this for me? Can you help me with this? So on and so forth. And what part did I completely forget about? Praise and thanksgiving. I don't I mean I don't do that as much now, but I used to before I learned about it. So what does it look like? What does it look like to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? It's simple. It's just, it's, 
talking to God, and I did it first service so I can do it now. It's just, God, I thank you. I thank you that you're such a good God. I thank you that you love me unconditionally. Father, you are so worthy to be praised. You are God Almighty. You are the creator of the universe. You are good. You are loved. And it's just constantly doing that. And I'll be honest, I do it a lot of times until, I'm, until I feel like I'm ready. Until I feel like I'm ready to start praying, you know, about whatever the situation is. Because I feel like, you know, sometimes there's a point where God's like, all right, let's go now. You know, let's get this going. You know, you've, you've entered my courts. you entered his presence. I want to read this real quick because it's so, it's so good that I kind of missed. So when, it, when, it's, when I said it brings God on the scene, in Scripture, in Psalm 22.3, it says, You are holy, you who dwell in the holy place where the praises of Israel are. Some versions say inhabit. Do you know what inhabit means? Huh? So this is what it means. So this is, okay, so it's talking about we're like Israel, okay? We're his people. Inhabit means to sit, remain, and dwell. Where does God do that? In the praises of his people. That is where God is, in the praises of his people. And if we leave with anything today, I want you to understand that that's where God is. That's where he inhabits the praises of his people. And who are his people? We are. And his desire more than anything is there's things that we come against. He wants to handle them. We just have to make that decision to give it to him and to praise him and thank him for already what he's done. Amen? Because he's already done it. Most of the stuff we go against, he's already taken care of it. Amen? All right. Well, man, that's out. That, that was really quick. Y'all should have been here first service. It took longer. Now y'all got look. It's 12.02, guys. All right. No, I'm going to pray. If there's anybody in here, you know, like we just talked about, um, God says that you are forgiven when you ask him as your Lord and Savior. Is there anybody in here that hasn't asked Jesus into their heart? Is there Lord and Savior? Anybody at all that would like to this morning? No? All right. Anybody get anything out of that? I hope so. I hope so. All right. I'm going to pray, pray for you guys. And guys, let it be not just something that we do. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You guys like Thanksgiving, right? I like Thanksgiving. All right. Thanksgiving. No, seriously. It is a daily thing. It should be the way we live our lives, not just a one-time event. Thanking God and praising him. So I want to encourage you from this day forward to make it a daily part of your life. Throughout your day, just take the time, thank him, and praise him. Amen? Because he's worth it. He's worthy, and it changes our life. I'm, I am an example of what happens when, when you make this a priority in your life. Because I can tell you from the way I was, to how I am now, you know, it's hard to keep. How many of you guys in here know that when you're constantly thanking and praising God, man, the enemy can't keep you down, right? Because he's got it. He's on your side. How many of you guys in here can agree with that? Amen. Because if you can't, he can't get you down. All right. So I'm going to pray with you guys, and then Cody will come up. And will Cody come up? Cody will come up and and lead you guys out. All right, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your truth, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that, that you love us, that you're there for us, that 
you inhabit our praises. And Father, I just pray that this would just speak to each and every one of us in here, Lord, that this would be a way we live our life. Just like Paul, we can live in constant just pleasure and and joy and peace because we make the decision to make you first and we make the decision to constantly be thankful and praise you. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us. We thank you for our pastors. We thank you for each and every person in here. We thank you for the gifts and the calls that are on the inside of them, Lord, that they are using to help further your kingdom. And Father, we just pray for each and every one in here that they would live a life of praise and thanksgiving to you, Father. It's not going to be a one-time thing, but a daily thing for them of living that type of life. And I believe that when they do that, Lord, the people around them are going to see the difference in them. They're going to see the difference in them. They're going to see the joy that is on the inside of them. They're going to see the peace that comes with that. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, as they are walking this out, Lord, that people around them are not only going to see that, Father, but they're going to desire what they have. And it's going to be a witness to those around them. And we just thank you for this day that you have given us and for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.